following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And the NFL season is stronger than ever before. And right now, new customers can bet $5 on any game this week and score $200 instantly in bonus bets. All you have to do is use code HUGE when you sign up. It is a Moneyline Monday presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to get together for our number three on a Moneyline Monday. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Inside this hour, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com will join us. Talk about Michigan's blowout win in Lincoln against the Huskers and what lies ahead for the second-ranked Wolverines. They got a few more first-place votes. Joel Klatt from Fox Sports did list Michigan as his number one team. In his weekly top 10. I was thinking if Georgia would lose to Peyton Thorne in Auburn. Yeah, it's interesting to watch Peyton Thorne. And I know they lost, but it was the number one team in the country. And Keon Coleman at Florida State and Michigan State and Mel Tucker making $9.5 bucks a year at the time. We didn't know about all this garbage. Couldn't keep them around with all the booster money, with all the NIL deals they could have thrown their way. The writing was on the wall about Mel Tucker's relationship to his team, the university, and the people in Lansing who knew what was going on. The writing was on the wall. Nobody saw it. And a lot of people hear things, but they just don't go with them. Yeah, Thorne and Coleman. So if they had Thorne and Coleman, where where is Michigan State right now if they had both those guys? They beat Iowa, right? We agree on that. They don't be Washington. So that's probably where I would put them with. Is it one more win? No, that's probably your number. You would go with at least one if you had Peyton and Thorne. Two and three right now. Handed to him by the Huskies. Uh, do, you, do you lose at home to Maryland? And Maryland's unranked. I don't know why. Every time I see the rankings come out, I'm like, these dudes are 5-0. and oh. What is it? Well, I know too many Big Ten teams in the rankings. I don't know. But that's at home, so maybe with Thorne and Coleman they have a shot. But I'd say they have one more win for sure. Ryder Cup over the weekend, a complete disaster for the Americans. Zach Johnson, worst Ryder Cup captain ever. 
Mark Wilson, PGA Rules official, one of our PGA Tour insiders. He'll join us momentarily. I mentioned Clayton Safey in about 20 minutes. Our McDonald's of Michigan. Huge question of the day. Good and bad for the Michigan win over Nebraska and the Michigan State loss at Iowa. Also, look for your personal best burger on the board at your local McDonald's. So you tell me. Good and bad from the Michigan win, the Michigan State loss, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. That's on the Mercantile Bank listener line. Mercantile Bank with locations all across Michigan, a Michigan-based bank, Michigan-based decision makers, Michigan-based team members, and most importantly, your money. Your money stays right here in Michigan. So answer that question, 1-866-838-4843. A lot of questions need to be answered when it comes to the Americans against Europe and the Ryder Cup over the weekend in Italy. Mark Wilson, PGA Rules official, also part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA Golf Management Program. He is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. And, you know, Mark, I know we talked about it going in. I expected more, and the captain's picks by Zach Johnson were some of the worst ever. Yeah, no question, Bill. Um, there's so many ways you can look at this. Uh, and I think fundamentally you can say, you know, a lot has changed since Whistling Straits just two short years ago in 2021. When you think about the dynamic there and the conversation being, you know, would Europe ever recover to win another Ryder Cup? And in that short time, there are a significant number of changes which we can talk about that have happened but starting with the captain's picks, you know, those U.S. Captain pick, captain's picks were 4-12-2, and, and and obviously uh, disappointing uh, performances from Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas, who have teamed so well in the past. Ricky Fowler apparently may be ill uh, for part of the Ryder Cup. And uh, so just a disappointing, uh, as you say, performance there. But really, in, in, a, in some respects, too, who you'd say might be the top three players on the American team, Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantley, and Xander Shoffley, only a combined three, seven, and two. So really, about the same as the captain's picks. If you were Zach Johnson's uh, assistant captain, and you could go back and change the captain's picks or do something different on matchups. What could have Zach Johnson done that would have made this a better American showing in this last weekend's Ryder Cup? Well, there's really, Bill, there's a lot involved here uh, in terms of, I think, again, since 2021, the impact of LIV golf. Obviously, Brooks Kepka, the only LIV player in the field, uh, you know, what impact does that have from a standpoint? I think it plays far more into the American side from a standpoint of missing Dustin Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, and Patrick Reed, as opposed to the European side with Westwood, Sergio, Casey, Poulter, that sort of group. I think that's a, that's a big impact from the U.S. side. But clearly, from a captain's pick side, we talked about this, Bill, at the time, uh, this bypassing Lucas Glover, really not only the hottest player at the time, 
but one of the most accurate. And, you know, so many of the images over the weekend that you have, if you reflect back, are especially Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth hitting those gouge shots out of the rough, you know, repeatedly. And, um, th- look, there's 2020 hindsight. We all know that. But, you know, possibly in a situation where you play in Europe where you consider driving accuracy as a criteria. And in that case, somebody like Russell Henley, the most accurate driver on tour, might be a consideration for a captain's pick. But clearly Lucas Glover, and I think from a, from a standpoint of just inspiration, if you couldn't have Patrick Reed, you might have had Keegan Bradley. Yeah, I, I, I think they went with some of the names, which again comes in the PGA Tour, TV people, you know, Tom is struggling, Spee struggling. I, you know, you start to look at some of these guys, Mark. And Mark Wilson, PGA Rules official, one of our PGA, LPGA insiders, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line here on the Huge Show across Michigan. You know, I look at this group at the Ryder Cup and I think, uh, who is the rock star of American base golf at the pro level right now? Who is that rock star, that go-to guy? Hovland's been the guy uh, this past season uh, on the tour, along with Rory. Rahm at times when he won uh, the Masters. Uh, who, who is the American who can go out there and win every week? Well, obviously, Scheffler is number one in the world, and we had this feeling for Brooks being the sort of intimidator, uh, but really neither of those played out. And as you saw in that historic loss uh, with, uh, with uh, Brooks and Scotty uh, playing together Saturday morning in the foursomes, uh, a nine and seven never happened before. And, the, and there's no question, if you're going to be successful in the Ryder Cup, you need your stars to step up. And you mentioned the, the change, again, since Whistling Straits. And, I mean, really, it's just been two short years. And you remember the discussion about, you know, will Europe ever win, ever win again? But you just think about what's happened over those two years. As you mentioned, Hovland has really emerged and will at some point pretty soon probably be a number one in the world player. Rom and, and Rory have just gotten better and then I'll give you a, a really good example from the middle level. 2021, I refereed on Sunday the final singles match, Matthew Fitzpatrick against Daniel Berger. And two years later, if you had to have one of those two on your team, who would you pick? Berger won that match two years ago, but who would you pick now? Uh, you go with Fitzpatrick. You know, I did like Max Homa. I thought he really elevated to that next level over in Italy. Scheffler has never looked like a number one in the world golfer to me. Number one in the world means you can dominate any course anytime. Scheffler in Italy, uh, 0 2 and 2. Speeth, 0 2 and 2. Justin Thomas, 1 2 and 1. Shoffley, 1 and 3. Morikawa, 1 and 3. Come on. My Lord. Yeah. It's ugly. Yeah. And, and especially to. Um, you know, Homa, this is interesting. We talked about this Friday, Bill. Only three of the U.S. players played competitively after the Tour Championship. Max Homa was one of them. He played that Fortnite event in California. Obviously, Justin Thomas played in that same event. 
And then the third American to play competitively was Brooks Kepka, who played in an LIV event. And, and, and really, you know, the, the sort of blowout that happened on Friday may have been in part because the players needed a better tune-up before they came in. Obviously, the kind of tune-up that the European team had uh, by preparing, some of them playing in the Irish Open, and all of them playing in the BMW PGA Championship in London. It would have been a perfect uh, sort of lead-in. And interestingly, too, Bill, from a preparation standpoint, you know, four regular PGA Tour members played in London in that BMW Championship, Adam Scott and Minwoo Lee, but two Americans, Tom Hoagie and Billy Horschel, played over there also. And so I think some of these players could have played in that field. Obviously, regular tour players like Rory and like Victor and John Rahm all did play over there. So that preparation, I think, was a key factor, and we, and we talked about that on Friday. They, they just needed to, to have a little more competition, and the five weeks off hurt them as well. Between Fowler, Jordan Spieth, and Justin Thomas – one win between those three. Wow. Yes. I mean, I, yes. I, you know, and we look at them, and I think you and I talked about this last summer, Mark, that we, we look at them like they're still early 20s. Like we're seeing them, you know, straight out of college, uh, Oklahoma State or Texas or JT out of Alabama. They're not. They're getting married. They're having kids. They're adults. You know, I, I do wonder when I look at those three, and I know Ricky bounced back and had a great year, and Spieth has had his moments. You know, are, are, are their best days behind them? Well, it's hard to say. And obviously one week uh, doesn't make uh, a season for anyone, but it is too bad that that uh, just about everybody, other than Max Homa, I mean, obviously there were a couple of uh, uh, semi-bright spots. Uh, uh, Harmon and Cantley were 2-2-0, two, two and, oh, and Max Homa was the only one with the winning record uh, three one and one played all five matches, uh, so uh, one week doesn't make uh, a season necessarily. And the foursomes clearly, uh, uh, with a Europe winning seven out of eight of the alternate shot or foursomes matches, really fundamentally made the difference. And uh, that coming out flat on Friday, what was uh, you know by Sunday. There just wasn't enough time to, to catch up. So it's hard to say. Uh, you know, will Spieth and Thomas and Fowler play well again? Probably so. But uh, time will tell. You know, one thing, when I looked at the world golf rankings this morning, and I just wanted to kind of get a feel for where the golfers are, and Scheffler at number one, colossal uh, disappointment this past weekend. But then two, three, and four are McElroy, Rahm, and Hovland, and they were the heart and soul of that team this weekend. Cantley, who played well, even with Hatgate, uh, Cantley, uh, <laughs> you know, at number, I think, six in uh, the world. Shawfley, there's another major disappointment. Now the story comes out from his dad that he was almost kicked off the team over money. Uh, he, he didn't want that. There's Homa, uh, top 10, played like a top 10 guy in the world, along with Fitzpatrick and Brian Harmon and Wyndham Clark. So now you yeah. start in Spieth, by the way, is having a good year. But had an awful weekend, you know. Tommy yeah. Fleetwood. I'm looking at some of the guys in the top 20, and and I and I don't. And Brooks Kepka is right there on the edge. And I'm not defining a career in one weekend, 
But I think in match play, I think in high-pressure situations when you're on the road in Europe that you have to pick a different type of golfer. You do. No question. In match play, obviously, match play is different. The atmosphere is different. The requirements and foursomes are different. It's a kind of a unique form of play that the Europeans really have settled into, uh, and comfortably so, uh, and uh, really have have it's propelled them to a lot of their Ryder Cup wins, which, uh, by the way, you may have mentioned this earlier, but Europe has won 10 of the last 14 Ryder Cups. So for Europe, it's not just a home field advantage for them. They certainly have had their share of wins over here, obviously not at Whistling Straits and not at Hazeltine in 2016, uh, but uh, uh, quite a few prior to that. And so they, and, and plus, you know, really, you mentioned Fleetwood, Hatton, uh, Robert McIntyre. They all do kind of seem to be on the upswing here, especially improved significantly in the last two years. Uh, but to explain how the U.S. team came out as flat as they did, uh, I mean, they're, it, it's, it's hard to say. You know, some people feel like they should have gone maybe a little earlier, maybe arrive in Italy, say, the Thursday before. It does take a while to adjust. If you travel, it takes a while to adjust to time changes like that. That's six hours, if, even if you live in the east. There may be some solutions like that that would, that would mitigate some of this home uh, course advantage, but, but uh, you have to improvise a little bit, too, to, to find a way. And I think, especially like I mentioned, looking at driving accuracy – and, and greens and regulation and proximity to the hole would be especially important in putting those foursomes together. Yeah, and I agree with Lucas Glover. Uh, was just on a roll, a real consistent uh, guy that doesn't get into a lot of trouble. I, I think Zach Johnson, uh, he'll go down in infamy as one of the worst Ryder Cup captains uh, that we've seen. Uh, I just didn't like the makeup of this team. There was... No swagger, what we saw at Whistling Straits. I was there. You were there. I wasn't officiating matches, but I thought I was. Uh, but uh, when I when I look at it, they're, they're, I, I don't know why this Ryder Cup, there was a bad feeling going in, and I think there was the concerns, the up-and-down play of Fowler, the up-and-down play of JT. Uh, guys left off that would have been better golfers, but not bigger names. Uh, there, you know, Zach Johnson looked like he brought along uh, guys that he knew that had great golf resumes, but not necessarily great golfers right now. Even though Spieth uh, has had a great year, it is what it is, and they uh, lose, and now they'll get back on home soil. And Beth Page Black should be very interesting. Well, there definitely will be an atmosphere in, uh, at Beth Page Black from a standpoint. If you think about those uh, New York galleries, uh, it will definitely be raucous. And there certainly will be discussion uh, between now and then about uh, captain's picks and uh, automatic selections. And, uh, you know, in the end, all, all of the American players on that team were in the top 30 in the world. And so on paper, there you go. That's why they isn't that what they say, Bill? That's why they play the games. Mm. That on on paper, what would you say? Well, this looks like a pretty solid team, but as you mentioned, for some reason, all the right chemistry just wasn't quite there this uh, weekend. And you only have one chance every two years, and they just they can't get it back. 
tell, tell two years from now. That's uh, that's just the bottom line. Well, and at Whistling Straits, I think the final number was 19-9, and nine, the Americans hammering uh, the Europeans. Uh, were there players, you know, two years removed? It's amazing how we write off a guy. Like, even I'm like, oh, the best year is behind them. But uh, two years ago, uh, when you look at that American team compared to now, are, are there players that even though they didn't have – the current world golf ranking resumes that should have been on this American team. Well, again, I mentioned the three players that oh, that have moved to LIV golf. That certainly, you know, Bryson. Bryson won uh, twice in the last three LIV events, and so there's somebody who's hot, but obviously, uh, in this case, wasn't necessarily eligible. And those things will play out over the next two years as well, Bill with whatever agreement is going to happen between the PGA Tour and the Saudi Investment Fund. Uh, we'll see how that plays out in terms of how these players might be welcomed back. Obviously, no LIV players played on the European side. And as I say, I'm not sure that they really missed. Uh, you know, an Ian Poulter certainly provides a spark, but is he playing well enough? But I do think that those American players playing LIV are still in their prime, and then, as I mentioned, you know, these European players who we've talked about have really developed into, into outstanding players in, in the last couple of years since that Whistling Straits Ryder Cup. And we'll see what happens in two years. You know, new names can splash. Look how quickly things change from uh, Whistling Straits uh, two years ago. And we'll see in Beth Page Black with the New Yorkers. Uh, welcome. Welcome into the jungle uh, to the Europeans. That will be absolutely crazy. And Beth Page Black, also one of the hardest courses on the planet. Am I correct on that? Yes. Um, it's, uh, it really is pretty similar to Whistling Straits. Uh, a lot of elevation changes. Uh, it, just tough. I mean, it really is hard. Uh, I worked uh, the PGA Championship, obviously, there a couple of years ago. That was the first May PGA Championship. Uh, in 2019 that Brooks Kepka won, and I was also there for the uh, rain-delayed U.S. Open that Lucas Glover won in 2009. So there's Lucas Glover's name again. Maybe he'll be a consideration two years from now, although he'll be about 45, I think, by then. But he'll probably still be really consistent. So we'll see what happens. But you're right. Those New York galleries, mm. I've seen them at Wingfoot. Uh, for the PGA Championship, and I've seen them at the U.S. Open and PGA at Beth Page, and uh, they are, uh, what would you say? Ruthless. Well, remember from, that, from remember from that U.S. Open um, from a number of years ago that that was uh, when the uh, remember um, Sergio's waggle and how they were on him about the, yeah. the waggle when he was addressing the ball. That was from the U.S. Open as well. Um, so. They can be tough, for sure. Mark Wilson can be tough. PGA Rules official, one of our PGA and LPGA Tour insiders, joining us on the Roast Humber Coffee guest line. He's based here in West Michigan with conversation about the American failure as a group uh, in the Ryder Cup in Italy. Mark, good stuff as always. My man, stay out of trouble. We'll talk golf soon. Bill, it's my pleasure, and uh, thanks. Have a great rest of your afternoon. It was always a pleasure to join you. Yeah, back at you. He is a grand gentleman of the game, Sir Mark Wilson. Also, Mark is part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA 
Golf Management Program. If you ever want to look into a career in the game of golf, go to ferris.edu. NFL action continues tonight with Monday Night Football, Seahawks and the Giants. Also another week coming up with the Lions. And the Panthers, Lions are a nine and a half point favorite at home. Biggest point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook Big Board. So if you want to get in on the action, new customers uh, who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and sign up with code HUGE can then bet five bucks on the Lions-Panthers or any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings will also hook up all customers on the app with every game day specials in October if you're a customer on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So get in on the game day madness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code HUGE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when they bet 5 bucks on any NFL game. That's code HUGE. When you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, the crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. In the Den with Dan Dickerson. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. We knew the final games of Miguel Cabrera's career would be special. We just had no idea how special. Two doubles and a single on Friday night. Another double and a sacrifice fly in front of a sellout crowd on Saturday. And then after two strikeouts and a pop-out to start the day before, 41,000 on the final day, his final game, a walk in his final trip to the play. But that wouldn't be the end. Miggy, for the first time this year, grabbed a glove, went out to first, got a ground ball off the bat of Stephen Kwan, won the race to the bag with the biggest smile you'll ever see, and that was it. The game stopped as he got hugs from his three children, his wife, Roseanne Hill, and his teammate. There wasn't a dry eye in the house. After the disappointment with a walk in his final trip to the plate, it was truly the perfect ending to a Hall of Fame career. Huge here for my good friend, Matt Golden. Now, he's the CEO and GM at the Tullymore Golf Resort. They're in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. And fall golf is here, and they have some huge deals you can take advantage of on stay-and-play packages, tee times, and more. Just go to TullymoreGolf.com. That is TullymoreGolf.com. Also, if you want to book a Christmas party for the holidays, you want to squeeze in a business meeting, with some golf and great food and beverages. Matt Golden and his team can take care of you right now. Go to TullymoreGolf.com. That's TullymoreGolf.com. They're also booking big groups who want stay and play packages or maybe you just want to look ahead to the perfect weekend in 2024. Remember, Tullymore is less than an hour north of GR in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. Book your stay and play package or get more info now at TullymoreGolf.com. 
We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use, Superfly Hayes, my producer uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to mrcarwash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to mrcarwash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use code HUGE when you sign up to get the hookups, including new customers who download the app. Use code HUGE. Bet five bucks on the Lions, Panthers, or any NFL game. We'll get 200 in free bets instantly. That's code HUGE. When you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Let's go talk about Michigan dominating Nebraska Saturday in Lincoln. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com, one of our Michigan insiders, is standing by in the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Doing really well. How about you? Doing good. Uh, I love that Michigan defense. Maybe the fastest to the football that I've seen outside of some few deep throws in the junk touchdown when the game was over and the subs were in. I just like the first-teamers on the ball for this Michigan defense. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been so good against the run. And, you know, we knew coming in Nebraska was going to try to do the quarterback run stuff. They were going to run some option. They were going to run some uh, traditional run game stuff and then in some read option as well. And Michigan shut all of it down early on in the game. They just stopped running the option with Henrik Harburg, their big quarterback, who's really athletic dude at six foot five and they really had nothing they could turn to except for uh, like you said they did actually hit a couple of those pass plays so maybe that's something to clean up but uh, Michigan did a great job in this game defensively uh, holding the Nebraska to just over 100 yards rushing and a lot of it came on a 74 yard rush against the third fourth string guys late in the game which that's about the third time this year they've blown a shutout for Michigan uh, so maybe the you know the backups need to work on that, but when it's the first stringers in there, like you said, I mean it has been it has been lights out for Jesse Minter's unit. I do have the challenge concern because now you look at the schedule that looked a lot tougher uh, back in August uh, before the season began. At Nebraska seemed like it would be tougher. At Minnesota seemed to be more of a concern. Even going to Michigan State, not knowing the type of team they would have then, we know now. Uh, this looks like at Penn State and Ohio State at home is the Michigan season. Maybe Maryland, the one little minor alarm game between Penn State and Ohio State would be that game at Maryland. Yeah, Maryland's looked pretty decent. Again, competition 
Um, you know, it, it's hard to totally judge for sure, but their big game this weekend against Ohio State, I think, is going to be really interesting to watch, if nothing else. I mean, Ohio State may may roll them, but at the same time, they may keep it close and they may show something. So I think it, it's really going to come down to those three games. I guess that's not, not a bombshell, but it's going to be kind of playoff mode almost when you get to the last three games of the year, starting November 11th in State College. So Michigan has the opportunity now, as we saw on Saturday, to really rotate guys, build up depth, uh, make sure that they're staying fresh, make sure guys aren't getting hurt. And this is a pretty healthy team at this point in the year. Um, and I know they were rotating a lot Saturday because it was 95 degrees out in Lincoln as well. But they put an emphasis this year on staying healthy. And I think they know that their schedule affords them that opportunity where, yeah, get your guys in there, get them a lot of work, uh, but also get a lot of guys a lot of work so that at the end of the year you're, you're peaking in November. And, you know, because even last year they did a great job going to Ohio State and winning and finishing off the season strong, but they were banged up. Uh, it wasn't just Blake Corum. There were other guys that were hurt towards the end of the year. So I think right now their focus is, is winning the game, but also getting out of there healthy and knowing that the tougher tests are down the road. I thought as the Nebraska game got going, I started to see a little bit of the old Michigan O-line that I watched last year. No doubt. I, I thought really, really from start to finish, they really made a statement. Nebraska was uh, ranked number one in the country in rush defense coming in. And obviously this time of year, some of those yards per game stats are a little bit deceiving, but uh, best believe those Michigan coaches were hammering those stats home all week long. And, and the guys talked about that, how motivated they were. New combination on the starting offensive line. They had Ladarius Henderson in there at left tackle. They moved Carson Barnhart from left tackle to right tackle. And I thought, especially the run blocking was as good as it has been. They rack up 249 yards, three touchdowns on the ground. Uh, they gave J.J. McCarthy a lot of time on some plays. There was a little bit of leakage and pass protection. Um, but Jim Harbaugh talking today, he really, he really liked the left side of the line with Ladarius Henderson over there at left tackle. So I think we could see that stay as the group. Uh, but he also mentioned that they might need to rotate some guys in because they have so many capable players. So I think – it's not 100% solidified yet, but I think we're starting to see, no matter who's in there, those guys are, are playing much better. And even in the first few games, too, they just weren't living up to their own lofty standards. They were still playing pretty good football up there, uh, but it really all came together Saturday, and that was that was pretty dominant up front against what is a, a pretty solid and, and big Nebraska defensive line. Another area I liked, you know, some playmakers at receiver going to Cornelius Johnson, going to Clemens, guys who I think can help J.J., can help this offense not be vanilla at times against better opponents. So you take the O-line, you take the receivers. We know what you got in Corum and Edwards and the tight end with Loveland. I just really like bringing the athletes on the field like Johnson and Clemens. Yeah, I mean, they had – what a bunch of different guys that, that caught a pass and you know Roman Wilson's kind of been the go-to oh, guy he's a stud now. though that guy you know now yeah. th that's your that's your Ronnie Bell guy he's just a stud it, that's your Ronnie Bell guy but he also I think he's got a higher ceiling than Ronnie Bell I yes. think that that he's gonna you know in terms of touchdowns he's already got eight on the year which is what Donovan Peoples-Jones uh ended the year with in 2018 that's the most for a Michigan player in a season since Donovan Peoples-Jones. He ended the year there. This is only five games. I know the competition hasn't been great, but I think Roman Wilson's got a really high ceiling. I was reading Dane Brugler, uh, who does a great job covering the NFL draft for the Athletic, and last week he said he'd be surprised if Roman Wilson gets out of the top 100 picks. He's been that impressive and, and that improved. You know, and he's, 
we heard the stories about, you know, he doesn't go home much uh, being from Hawaii and he's stuck around here in the summers and has just worked and worked and worked to get to this point. But when JJ McCarthy's scrambling and Roman Wilson is just streaking across the field, as we saw on that one, I think 21 yard touchdown where J- I mean, they made it look effortless, but that's a really tough play. So Roman Wilson's been great. And like you said, they're kind of building, um, you know, a, a bigger arsenal of wide receivers. Darius Clemens finally healthy now. He looks really good, I thought, on a couple different plays. We know what Cornelius Johnson brings in the tight end. So um, when J.J.'s on the move, when J.J.'s making plays like he did on Saturday, I think this offense goes to a completely you know, different level. And that's why I did see him progressing towards that level. And I think I said it right after uh, the game ended in Lincoln that they look like the number two team in America Saturday. Not that I had doubts, but they, they look like they had the athletes to win it all, in my mind. Yeah, we, we kind of figured that, that they had that gear, but we hadn't really seen it yet, right. you know, early, early on in the year. And then they go out and do it on the road when people are kind of questioning them, oh, is this going to be a tight game or is Nebraska going to be able to stop the run? And I just thought in every facet just about uh, it was a complete performance. Um, it, it was 87,000 fans there, and it was a pretty decent atmosphere in the pregame. We were walking around on the field, and then – you know, with after that first drive, and then they get the interception on the second defensive play. I mean, that that crowd was a complete non-factor, and, and I think Jim Harbaugh. I, I know this takes a, a great deal of satisfaction in going up and, and really silencing opposing crowds. And, and next thing you know, Michigan fans are moving down and moving down, and the, the Nebraska fans are filing out. That was a complete domination on Saturday. Uh, you know, and you can nitpick, and, and we will. You know, a couple areas, obviously. But from start to finish, I thought that was a, a brilliant performance. I agree. They look, like I said, look like the number two team in America. Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. I did see one of your tweets here within the last 30 minutes. Michigan fans, ticket prices continue to drop for the Wolverines' October 21st game at Michigan State. What's going yeah. on there? Are the Spartan fans going to bail? on a home game against the Wolverines and make money selling their tickets? Well, yeah, well, maybe. Um, I, I was talking to some Michigan fans out in Lincoln mm. over the weekend that are, that are planning on making a trip in now to the state of Michigan for that game and, and others that have talked about it. So it seems like you look at social media, a lot of Michigan fans talking about um, you know trying to raid Spartan Stadium there on, on October 21st. Obviously, they're in disarray and Michigan's having one of those special seasons where just, you know, or, or it looks like, you know, they could again. And I think people just don't want to miss a second of it. So what you'll get is some smart Michigan State fans who will say, I can make a boatload of money selling these on the secondary market. And I'll watch a game at home. Our team looks like they're going to struggle to win two more games tops. They'll be in that neighborhood of four and eight that some incredible broadcaster predicted third week of <laughs> August on the Hield show that you're going to you can go sell them, make double the money on your tickets, stay home and watch it. How sad would that be if that Spartan Stadium is full of maize and blue on October twenty first? Wow. Yeah, and it'd be. Uh... You know, it's just kind of the way it goes. Um, you know, we've seen Ohio State come into the big house and do that. We've also seen the Lions, not only in Kansas City, but even more so in Green Bay last Thursday. That was a heck of a thing to watch with all that Honolulu blue there. I'm sure you've talked a lot about that. Um, so it's just kind of the way things go. When, you know, when teams are 
are hot like this, like Michigan, especially too, it's built over the last few years, but now people are, you know, I'm on, I'm on flights over the weekend to and from Omaha uh, going in and, and then driving over to Lincoln. And there was just maize and blue everywhere. So uh, it's one of it's just one of those things when you're a, you're a hot team at this point. And when the other team's not as much, that could happen. So I know a lot of Michigan fans that want to make, you know, make sure there's a lot of maize and blue in Spartan Stadium in, in late October. And the Michigan State fan, late October, team going nowhere. Right. Searching for a head coach. You can make some cash and hang out and watch a game at your local sports bar. And Michigan fans will take over Spartan Stadium, which probably would be, I don't know, Berlin Wall coming down. I'm trying to think of other things, <laughs> other historical comparisons I could make. Wow, that would be crazy. Uh, Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com. Everything Michigan football and University of Michigan Athletics 24-7 at the Wolverine.com. My man, good stuff today. Oh, and thanks for making sure that we talked about all the Lions fans in Green Bay. I appreciate you having our back. <laughs> That's right, of course. Thank you, Clayton. We love you. He didn't know what to say. Superfly pointed at him, so I'm coming back on that one. He didn't know what to say. He's a good guy. Anthony Broom, Chris Ballas, Clayton Safey, and Doug Skeen. The Wolverine team from the Wolverine.com. Love having all those guys on. We do have one final segment straight ahead. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Join Van Andel Institute Purple Community for the Be Brave 5K Walk and Run in Caledonia on October 7th at 8 a.m. You can participate in a day of fun and exercise all while supporting breast cancer research at Van Andel Institute. Register at VAI.org. Imagine this. Winning big at Soaring Eagle. It's pumpkin coin toss. And you can carve out wicked premium play prizes up to three grand. There are drawings every Friday in October from 5 to 11 p.m. And two lucky guests every hour toss to win up to $3,000 premium play. Be there for pumpkin coin toss. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. How would you like to win $1,500 in cash from Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Carter Dorn Mayhew Firm? Well, all you have to do is beat my pro football picks and you could be the winner. Get your picks in until early Sunday morning at thehugeshow.net. Over to Tracy for breaking news. We have super good news, Dave. The super sale is back at Meyer Friday and Saturday only. Get the biggest savings on Meyer sliced bacon, fresh Meyer chicken tenderloins, select apples, Sargento cheese, Coca-Cola or Pepsi products, plus deposit where applicable, and brawny paper towels. Get Meyer super sale deals in-store or online while supplies last. Now that is super. Shop this Friday and Saturday only during the Meyer super sale. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. 
You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back live wrapping up our Moneyline Monday. Thank you, Superfly. Also, I want to give a shout out to anybody living on the northwest side of Grand Rapids, actually in Alpine Township. I have a lot of good people up there who are fighting to keep some green space. The Gracewell Golf Club was sold, and a developer wants to put a ton of homes and just kind of bring suburban sprawl to an area uh, that deserves that green space. So on November 7th, uh, there will be a referendum in Alpine Township, and those that want to keep that green space vote no on 23-01. That's voting no on 2301, or if you get your absentee ballot in, uh, a no vote just means uh, that you'll get the growth and green space you deserve if you're in Alpine Township, northwest side of GR. A lot of good people up there uh, fighting uh, for their neighborhood. 24-7, everything you need is at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.